0: Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence.
1: She is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The rush
2: hour is on the air.
1: Rush, rush.
2: Now here's Bo Snurdly
0: on the Red Apple Podcast Network. <laughs>
2: Good afternoon. Welcome to your Thursday Rush Hour. James Golden with you here. Bo Snurdy. If you want to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC, worldwide, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. If you are listening to Rudy as you should every day, the great Rudy Giuliani, who himself is always under attack from the left because he is an effective prosecutor. He was an effective mayor, and he was effective when working with President Donald Trump. You heard part of my opening monologue today, which is the unmitigated disaster that has befallen the U.S. mainstream media. Yesterday, ladies and gentlemen, we heard riveting
1: testimony from two whistleblowers from the IRS. One of them, before giving his
2: statement, admitted that he, not admitted, but he told his
1: biography in which he said that he was Gay had a husband that he came forward to do what was right because the
2: things that he had witnessed with the Hunter Biden investigation were so egregious that they demanded he come forward. The other was a supervisor with an exemplary record. The Democrats obfuscated that hearing and did everything they could to minimize the impact of that testimony. They played games. They It was political theater at its worst. They brought up Donald Trump probably more than they brought up Joe Biden. But the fact remains that what the American people who heard about or witnessed that testimony learned yesterday was that
1: $17 million had been diverted from countries like Romania, Ukraine, China, into the pockets of Joe Biden and his family. What was the money for? Among the things that Democrats did yesterday was play the race card like they always do. Race to Democrats is a weapon. There is nothing anymore about the way that race is discussed that is about
2: furthering the advancement of this nation or furthering the advancement of our people. It is used as a weapon to divide, and therefore, it is okay when a youngster, a child that has been elected to Congress, Maxwell
1: frost of florida who's always coming off as some angry revolutionary type who can't put together the intellectual argument
2: that because black people complained about a two-tier justice system and have for years that that doesn't mean that that argument becomes the exclusive property of black democrats and that's what we were treated to yesterday This is a two-tiered justice system, but it's not about Democrats versus Republicans. This language, two-tiered justice system, has a real history. It has a real history of Emmett Till. It has a real history of Bianca Taylor. It has a real history with George Floyd, the Central Park Five, Derek Diaz, an unarmed young man
1: who just killed in Central Florida not but a week ago. It has a real history with the Groveland Four. Because
2: one thing is true does not mean that something else isn't true. This is not a hard concept to grasp, Mr. Frost, if you have the intellectual capabilities to be honest. Because there is a two-tier
1: system of justice that has affected and continues to affect black defendants in the
2: judicial system does not also mean that a two-tier justice system cannot be political as it is right now.
1: We also have a two-tier justice system based on resources. Wealthy individuals who are able to, because of their resources, draw the legal conclusion out to the nth degree, might, in many cases, have a better chance of obtaining the results they want when they are ensnarled in legal cases. Poor people, and we have learned this over the years, who have no resources are often handed plea deals and take this or else. That doesn't mean that a 2 tier justice system doesn't operate within political verticals
2: as well. We are witnessing a 2 tier justice system right now where Republicans are routinely tossed in jail. And I'm not saying in some cases they don't deserve to be but where Democrats go scot-free. We are seeing it in the very investigation that you, Mr. Frost, were supposed to be concerned about yesterday. Now, if you are truly concerned about a two-tier justice system and the impact on black people, it seems to me you ought to be lining up with Republicans and saying a two-tier justice system in any aspect of American
1: justice is not what we need for this country to prosper and to evolve. But no. Instead of doing that, you and your fellow Democrats
2: want to play the race card. Oh, well, you know, we black people have been complaining about two-tier justice system so there go white Republicans cannot. Well, yes they can. You don't own an idea. You don't own a situation simply because black people talked about it.
1: That's one of the most ignorant, unsophisticated, vapid arguments that I've ever heard. But yet these Democrats proudly go forth with it. (coughs) Today, if you looked, if you looked yesterday as I did, for the story of the whistleblower in the New York Times, which. For that beautiful slogan they used to all the news that's fit to print. Well, you wouldn't have found it unless you kept scrolling
2: down and down past one meaningless or stupid story
1: after another that had nothing to do with anything that gravely concerns America. You had to
2: scroll down past editorial, op-ed after op-ed on the sides. You had to scroll past stories that were not nearly as important, and way down on the left side was a little box about the whistleblowers.
1: Washington Times, I gave up on their splash page. Instead, the Washington Post,
2: the people that brought us the Woodward and Bernstein-style journalism,
1: on one of the biggest days of news, and this is genuine news, their upper right-hand
2: top-page splash, after fitful starts, Trump, January 6th investigations, hurtled toward charges. So their big news story
1: was about something that has not been realized yet. But it's coming. Our big news today is not the news, what actually happened, what
2: was in the news, what took place today, but our big news story
1: is about what's coming up against Donald Trump. And that's from the Washington Post. If
2: you listen to Rudy, you heard him ask, well, where was ABC, NBC, CBS? Where are all the usual suspects with the news of what we learned yesterday? Half the country that relies on these journalistic sources does not know what transpired yesterday, just as they didn't know several weeks ago that the Biden family was found to have almost two dozen shell companies operating
1: to launder the money through, allegedly. This is worse than journalistic malpractice. This
2: is an in-kind contribution from the New York Times, from the Washington Post, from ABC, CBS, NBC, all these mainstream media outlets. This is an in-kind contribution. Let's contribute to the re-election of Joe Biden by making
1: sure we don't print anything that would harm his campaign. I don't know how journalists, if you call yourself a journalist,
2: I don't know how you can work for any of these outlets and hold your head up with pride. This is not journalism, this is political hackery. All the tenets of journalism has have been disregarded, thrown out the window, never to be seen. And today there is more.
1: Today there is a massive story for those in journalism who still believe in reading which may not be many about how the Biden administ- how Joe Biden and his son
2: allegedly coerced Barisma CEO to pay them millions of dollars to help get a Ukrainian prosecutor fired this evidence was being held from
1: America by who? The FBI. The FBI has known about this. Joe Biden and Hunter Biden allegedly coerced Burisma CEO,
2: McCullough Zolchevsky, to pay them millions of dollars in exchange for their help in getting the Ukrainian prosecutor investigating the company Burisma fired. Those allegations were in an unclassified FBI document released today by Chuck Grassley. The document describes an alleged criminal bribery scheme involving the then-Vice President Joe Biden and a Ukrainian business executive so that the American people can read the document for themselves without the filter of politicians or bureaucrats, and he should have added, or. The news,
1: the mainstream news, which will ignore this like they ignore everything else. My friends, I am old enough to tell you I sat
2: down and watched the Watergate hearings when they were occurring live. I watched Watergate unfold as many of you older Americans, now we are the older group, did. We watched the daily reports from when this was, when Watergate was being dismissed as nothing by the Nixon administration. And we watched how day after day the Washington Post relentlessly kept digging and digging and digging and digging and turning it into one of the biggest scandals in American history to the point that Richard Nixon was forced to
1: resign in August. Of that fateful year. We watched as other mainstream newspapers suddenly took notice of what was going on
2: at the Washington Post and started reporting on it on their own and sent their own investigative reporters out. We watched this unfold. Many of you alive during the Reagan administration watched how a nothing story about the Iran Contra Affair became front-page news in an effort to topple Ronald Reagan. We watched the mainstream press try to convince America that Gerald Ford was unfit to leave because he stumbled down the White House steps, and they blew that up. And then with the help of their agents, fellow Democrats, fellow activists, shows like Saturday Night Live made ridiculed them so much, that the national impression was that the then-president was a bumbling fool
1: who couldn't stand on his feet. We watched him take apart George Bush 41 right after 9-11, after a memo came out
2: from Stan Greenberg's group saying that he had 91% of the American people's trust. We have to do something to destroy it. And they did. We watched as this idea of weapons of mass destruction, and he lied, became prevalent because of this endless reporting from the mainstream press, even though nothing was ever done to uncover whether weapons of mass destruction were moved from Iraq to Syria. We have watched this time and time and time again how when the media wants to make a scandal out of something, it's a scandal. And now you have a genuine scandal where a president of the United States and his family have pocketed close to $20 million that we know about. $20
1: million in exchange for influence. And none of these publications
2: that sets up dozens of reporters to swoop down on every Republican
1: that they hate can find the nerve, can find one reporter to stand up and honestly tell their readers what is taking place in Washington, D.C. This is a disgrace on America,
2: but that will not bother them. They do not care whether the country is disgraced by their malfeasance. They don't care whether their industry that they supposedly love is disgraced by their malfeasance. The only thing they care about is making sure that Donald Trump is not in position to get into the White House again and they will stoop to any low. They will crawl down beneath the gutter. They will undermine any effort at all to tell the
1: truth to the American people. They will slim and sleep in sludge. They will take their craft of journalism and run it through the septic tank if they have to. And they'll send their reporters into that septic tank with it in order to keep Donald Trump out of office. This is what hatred does. This is about one thing
2: hatred on a scale, a political scale, hatred that we have
1: not seen in this country before. 848-WABC is the number to call.
2: 800-848-WABC. James Golden, Snorley, here with you. Jan and Dean, 1963. Two-week run at number one... Written by the Beach Boys, Brian Williams. Brian Wilson. Surf City, USA. Coming back, your call is going to be part of today's program. Stay with us. We've got more news. What the Democrats did to, uh, what they tried to do to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. today should have his uncle spinning in his grave. Coming back, go way.
1: Is on the
2: air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, bow Scouts. Rush. On
0: the Red Apple Podcast Network.
2: Bob Dylan's biggest hit. Well, his first hit. Once upon a time, you so fine. Through the bumps of time, in your prime. Released this day, 1965. this record came in at six minutes and 13 seconds twice as long as the average pop song back then
0: so now you don't
2: seem so proud about having to be peaked at number two on the. US charts number four in the UK. Bob Dylan
0: How does it feel
2: Truly one of the voices of his generation Like a complete like a rolling stone. Getting back to this, let me go through some headlines really quickly. FBI told Twitter that Hunter Biden laptop was real on the day that Twitter under Jack Dorsey decided to censor the story.
1: They told the FBI colluding with Twitter, hey, it's real, but don't, it's real. Shh. But what were we all told? We were all told it was Russian disinformation.
2: Somebody from Twitter essentially asked the FBI whether the laptop was real. One of the FBI folks on the call confirmed, yes, it was, before someone else jumped in and said no further comment. And what did Twitter do? Social media. Another in-kind contribution to the Democrat Party They censored this story so that it would not affect Joe Biden's election. And you people on the left still want to tell me
1: about how elections are fairly run in this country. If the news to the American people is censored,
2: then the results of the election are not fair. And when social media giants like Twitter, like Facebook, Instagram, whatever, when they censor news,
1: On behalf of one party, it affects the outcome of an election. Another headline. Whistleblower confirms attorney who donated to Biden's 2020
2: campaign is the person that refused to bring felony charges against Hunter Biden. So you have this corruption inside the IRS, inside the DOJ, The Justice Department allowed a presidential political appointee appointed by Joe Biden to weigh in on whether to charge Joe Biden's son with felonies. And this was revealed in the testimony yesterday that half of the American public does not realize
1: took place because it's not being reported by the mainstream press in this country. His name is U.S. Attorney Matthew Graves. Let us see whether Mr. Graves will be
2: called into account for anything highly doubtful. He donated to Biden's 2020 campaign while working at a law firm, D.L.A. Piper, prior to his nomination and confirmation. So he contributes. Given a nice job at the DOJ, and then he helps out Joe Biden some more by making sure to block felony convictions. Now, let me ask you a question. Let me ask those of you, like Representative Matthew Frost, Maxwell Frost, from Florida, who, all, who oh, no, you can't, you Republicans can't talk about a two-tier system of justice. That's only for black people. What do you think? Maxwell, do any of your homies have high-ups that donated to Joe Biden and got a nice cushy job at the DOJ that can interfere when your friends are called up by the IRS,
1: or called in for something that they've done wrong? Is somebody from the DOJ going to come and rescue them? No. Has nothing to do with race. Has everything to do with the misuse of power. Where is this attorney today? Where are the profiles of this guy?
2: Why don't we know everything about this guy? I guarantee you, if this were somebody connected to a story that Democrats did not like about Donald Trump, already we would not only know everything
1: about him, but we know everything about his mother's grandmother's sister's brother's uncle's babysitter. There was an attempt in the mainstream press today to link this Gilgo serial killer to
2: Donald Trump. Oh, the headline. Donald Trump hired this guy. Donald Trump
1: hired the serial killer. Turned out to be fake news. Mr. Howerman never works for the Trump organization in any capacity.
2: According to the records from the Trump organization, he was hired by a third party tenant who vacated years ago to perform minor architectural work in their individual apartment or, or space that they had rented from the Trump organization. Never hired by Donald Trump. Yet there was this same shameless attempt. Oh, let's link Donald Trump to a serial killer. There was a very funny story at the Babylon B today. The headline read, and I'm paraphrasing: Donald Trump indicted
1: in killing of two two Based on those news stories, it came out that that investigation into his death is going on. Of course, it was parody. Babylon B does parody now. If you watched the hearings today and you saw what happened to Robert F. Kennedy, this woman, Stacey Plaskett, from the Virgin Islands, is one of the most obnoxious politicians I've ever seen. In her opening statement, she ran through a list of what she said were his claims regarding COVID-19
2: vaccinations. Blah, 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 blah. And then she tried to censor him and shut him down. Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who Rush used to call Debbie Blabbermouth Schultz, tried to take the hearing into executive session so that the public would not hear from Robert F. Kennedy Jr. on the basis that he said hateful things and he said things, blah, blah, blah. And he, you know, it's a shame about him. He has some problems with his vocal cords. And so his speech is really hard to listen to. But he went after Democrats for defaming him.
1: And this woman, Stacey Plaskett, even tried to interrupt that. Totally classless. You have a witness up, so you try to defame him. Jerry Connolly, Democrat Representative basically said, you
2: know, you're ashamed, you're, you're ashamed, your family, you should be sh- ashamed, you're the
1: shame of the family, paraphrasing. Kennedy stood his ground. He says in his entire life, he's never uttered a phrase that was either racist or anti-Semitic. And don't
2: forget this about Debbie Wasserman Schultz. He used to run the DNC until they threw her out after it was realized and reported and figured out that she put her finger on the scale and tried to throw the
1: nomination to Hillary Clinton using unfair tactics when she held the office of running the DNC. She's shameless. Anyone else, or no, not
2: anyone else, that would mean a whole lot of Democrats. But back in the day, if you were caught doing something like that, You would just hang your head in shame, resign,
1: go away. But she's still here. And now she's going after, they went after Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Even Hakeem Jeffries went after Robert Kennedy Jr. He called him a living, breathing,
2: false flag operation. Why are they so upset at Robert F. Kennedy Jr.? Because they fear that Kennedy will get enough votes from Joe Biden that it could cost them the election. This is the same reason that they are taking after, in the mainstream press, the no-labels group. You will find more stories about no-labels and how they are bad for America, how they are some shadowy group. They've been around for years. They haven't been in the shadows. But all of a sudden, no labels, there's some shadowy group. And Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is a living, breathing, false flag operation. If they're all of that, then let them speak. And let the
1: American people decide, why are you trying to frame them as being something evil? Another story today. Kevin McCarthy promised Donald Trump
2: that he would expunge his impeachments, blah, blah, blah. Kevin McCarthy,
1: Reuters story today denies that that took place. Who are you going to believe?
2: That's always the interesting question when press reporting comes into question
1: these days. You should see that the mainstream press has zero credibility. So who do you believe? In other news, turning the page, in Massachusetts, parents are now at risk of losing their religious exemptions on vaccinations for their kids. The State Legislative Committee on Public Health held a hearing to discuss bills that would either restrict or eliminate
2: religious exemptions for vaccines for kindergartners through 12th grade.
1: If you have a religious, religious, this is in Massachusetts, basting, basting, you know, pilgrims coming to America for what? Religious freedom.
2: The liberals in Massachusetts now want to take away
1: the religious freedom that parents have to not allow their children to be vaccinated if they have objections to it because of their religion. There's another story, too. There was a vote today about trying to
2: force the airlines to reinstate pilots who were fired because they refused to get the jab. Eighty-three so-called Republicans, 83, lined up
1: with the left. Eighty-three Republicans lined up with the left in favor of the tyrants who demand that you
2: succumb to the wishes of big pharma, of big politics,
1: and you're forced to take the jab or lose your livelihood if you're a pilot. Shameful. That equity dean at Stanford University who was so rude to a conservative judge
2: invited to give a talk, has been fired by, or she left.
1: The story, Daily BS, and in the Daily Mail today, says that she's been booted out. But the story in
2: the DM says, the Daily Mail says, that uh, Terrence Steinbeck has decided that she will be leaving her role as Associate Dean for Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at Stanford Law School. One of these days, these law schools are going to figure out maybe they should teach the law starting with the Constitution of the United States instead of teaching diversity, equity and
1: inclusion. Would be nice. Are we late for a break? Here, did I go back? We are late. <gasps> anyway, let's take it
2: now. Thank you, Nick. I've just been running my mouth. I'm on a roll. Happy birthday, Carlos Santana! For the rest of the show, well, what time we have left, we're going to be celebrating Carlos Santana's music. This is one of my favorites from the Supernatural album, Primavera. James Golden, Bochnerly with you, 848 WABC. Coming back right after this. Don't go away. Your calls coming up too. You're gonna to have to, we're gonna to have to do rapid phones today, folks. So, if you're on hold, stay on hold, but be ready to get to your point when you get on. Coming right back. Don't go away. It's the rush hour with Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple
0: Podcast Network.
2: Should be going by the pseudonym of Bo Blabbermouth Snurdly because I ran right past the break and we have a guest waiting. I'm so sorry. Uh, the guest is Cornell Law Professor William Jacobson, and welcome, sir. Sorry to keep you waiting. How are you doing today? No problem. It was interesting listening. No, thank you. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm just fired up with the news today. Now, you're doing something amazing. You, you have asked, and you're in the group, asking LinkedIn to take down their diversity in recruiting feature. Why? Tell us about that, please. Sure. So
0: uh, I do. I am a Cornell law professor, but I'm contacted LinkedIn in my capacity for the Equal Protection Project, which is EqualProtect.org, which is a private foundation. And LinkedIn and what we do is we fight racism no matter who it's against. And LinkedIn has a program called Diversity and Recruiting, where if when you sign up for LinkedIn, you click the box that says they can use your demographic data. Um, They actually have this program where they manipulate the pools of candidates. Uh, They serve up to employers in a way to create a diverse pool. Well, that sounds okay, but what that means is they're not pulling necessarily the candidates their algorithms would pull for the best background, best education, best qualifications, because that may not result in what they consider to be a racially or ethnically or sexually diverse pool so they're manipulating it and what it means is that if you satisfy their minority or their diversity qualifications you essentially get a boost um, that somebody who doesn't satisfy those doesn't so we have a we have a problem with that because that's exactly the sort of discrimination based on race and other protected factors the supreme court recently has said should not be happening but it's particularly pernicious because it takes place where people can't see it. Nobody, It's not obvious like Harvard where you have those statistics. And so that's we've called on them to take it down. It violates their own rules throughout their website. They say, we do not discriminate. Well, yes, you do, because that's exactly what this diversity and recruiting program does. It elevates some people over others based on race and other factors. So that's what we're calling on LinkedIn to do.
1: Have you heard back from
2: LinkedIn? Have they said anything responding to your request that they take down this discriminatory practice?
0: No, we've written them twice, once before the Supreme Court decision and once after. They have not responded to us. They did respond to media inquiries because this got a fair amount of publicity, uh, and they basically uh, dismiss it. That, you know, All we want is diversity. What's wrong with that? We're not doing anything wrong but they never reveal exactly how they do it or what exactly what they're doing and what the employers even know about. It's entirely possible. The employers don't even know that the pool of candidates they received are not necessarily the ones pulled based on qualification, that it's been manipulated based on diversity factors. LinkedIn hasn't been transparent about that. So this is a problem because I think what we're going to see is a lot more of this going on. Universities companies, um, portals like LinkedIn, manipulating things behind the scenes to accomplish what the Supreme Court said they can't do, which is to treat people differently based on race. And so we think LinkedIn needs to live up to its own promises that it's made to its users and, and take this, this down.
1: Let me ask you a question.
2: How do people reach you if they want to support what you're doing?
0: Sure. Our website is equalprotect.org. That's equalprotect.org. And you can see all the things we've been doing. And we will challenge any program that discriminates. We have challenged a New York University program that was whites only. We've challenged programs that are blacks only. There's an obsession on the left and increasingly even in corporate America to focus on skin color instead of the qualifications of the person. And we will fight anybody who does that, no matter who they're discriminating against. So that's EqualProtect.org.
2: You are doing amazing work. Please keep us and please come back on this program and tell us how you're doing from time to time. And if you are stumbling through some interesting cases that you want to talk about, feel free to give us a call. We want to keep up with you. We want to keep in the know with what you're doing. Thank you so thanks much, thanks Professor, so much. for joining us this afternoon. We appreciate your time. James Golden, a.k.a. Sterling here with you. Thank you. On WABC, coming back. Your call's coming up. Don't go away.
1: This is the Rush Hour with Bo's Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network.
0: James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly,
1: presents Rapid Phones.
2: Let us start off with Jack in Westchester. Jack, you're on Rapid Phones right to your point.
0: Yeah, hi. How you doing, Bo? Listen, I want to know what the uh, odds are, looks really bad, that Trump will end up in jail. What's the possibility? What do you? What's your feelings on that?
2: My feelings on that, and I said the other day, is he has got to do a straight run across the board. Right now, if you look at the charges that are leveled against him, he's got 34 counts in New York, 37 charges already. This is before this latest indictment, and we haven't seen what's coming out in Georgia. He is up against formidable odds. That said, that said, even if convicted and in jail, it doesn't stop him from becoming president and then pardoning himself, which would be almost a hoot. I mean, it's going to be divisive, and it takes this country in a path I don't want to see. But these charges should have never been brought, both in the New York and the Jack Smith cases. And so this is the way Democrats are playing politics. They are trying to destabilize our system of government. And Trump is standing up to it. So we're just going to have to live through this, gird up your loins, because this is going to be a bumpy ride. Robert in Brooklyn, thank you for waiting. How are you?
0: Thank you. Um, Trump and Kennedy, they're both very good candidates, sincere, intelligent, being viciously attacked and defamed by the establishment. And what took place today was horrible, how the Democrats, they viciously attacked him, they wouldn't give him a chance to speak, defamed him. But the Republicans were not so good either. Jordan and the Republicans didn't they're in charge of the committee, and they didn't seem to really give him much of a chance to speak that much either. It's their committee. For example, Jordan initially wanted to give 10 minutes to each speaker to make an opening remark, and when the Democrat objected, then he backed down. So, you know, the Democrats are horrible, but like you said, with the COVID-19, the pilots,
2: 83 Republicans voted that not to reinstate the pilots who didn't want to take the experimental vaccine. Disgraceful. It's disgraceful. It was, that's a disgraceful vote. And I hope every one of them gets questioned by their constituents about how they would vote for this. It was absolutely disgraceful. Now as for Jim Jordan, he's doing the best he can on that committee. Remember Republicans invited Rob, Robert F. Kennedy there. If Democrats had that way, he would have never even been invited. So I'm not going to pounce on them for that. The antics of the Democrats are just, it's, it's beyond belief. They're it, It's a clown show party, but they're doing what they do. They are obstructing, and that's what they do. Alan Yonkers, you're on WABC Talk Radio 77.
0: Yeah, hi, Bo. I just wanted to say, if the Know Nothing Party wants to field a candidate, uh, that's the right in this country. We've seen that go on through the decades. We saw the Boom Moose Party in 1912, and if they can qualify these candidates with the petitions, get the legwork, uh, that's what makes this country great
2: you are absolutely right and to try to smear the no labels these no labels people have been out here for a long time and all of a sudden they're a shadowy group to smear them what they're trying to do to robert f kennedy it is clear one objective only make sure to pro- to circle around joe biden's wagon and defeat donald trump at any and all costs you are absolutely right and for those of you that don't know the Bull Moose Party, Theodore Roosevelt. Let's go to uh, Bob in Long Branch, New Jersey. How are you, Bob?
0: Um, I'm absolutely fine, Bo. especially listening to you. You're, you're fabulous. The problem that we have, if you had a punch list like a contractor, we have to, as patriots, we have to free the courage like Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump confronted the establishment, including the 16 primary candidates back in sixteen. We have to free the courage in each and every one of us, and we have to uh, attack the uh, the big big tech, which which literally manipulated an election, and all of their algorithms. Like the great professor said, um, not only discrimination is involved in all of these. They're done uh, in secret.
2: Problems. I have to stop you there only because we're out of time. <sighs> James blabbermouth snarly today. Those of you on hold we didn't get to, God willing, we're here tomorrow at 4. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you, your family, your loved ones. Love and gratitude for you being here each and every day. Tomorrow's another day. End of the road, boys to men. See you then. Bye.